Coming to you from the R&R Studios, this is the Talking Into Submission Podcast. What is going on, John? It's nice to have you here enjoying some Steve Weisers before we get started here. Eh, it's not really a Steve Weiser, it's a Diet Miller. Um, <laughs> I uh, woke up, had one beer. What? Two beers. What? Three beers. What? Four beers. What? Then I had to stop because I have to drive home. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but it's actually good to be in the studio today. I, usually we do this over, you know, FaceTime or, or a call in or whatever, but uh, now we're actually in the studio together and we get to talk about my least favorite time of the year. Really? Least favorite? Out of the power four, you yes. were saying this is your least favorite? Yes, this is my least favorite. Actually, I like some of the non-major uh, pay-per-views uh, better than the Survivor Series. Um, it just, I don't know. I'm, I'm much more into the storyline. Um, and advancing those, and I feel like the, during Survivor Series time, they kind of pump the brakes on a lot of the uh, the storylines there, and uh, or they drag them on longer than they maybe should, uh, just to get past this time. And uh, so yeah, it's it's always my least favorite time. I feel like it just drags on. Well, it's I wouldn't say it's one of my favorites, but it's it's one of the power four, so I enjoy it with me being a traditional guy. But we'll we'll go to right, right down the card here and make some predictions on stuff. Um, Let's talk about Bobby Lashley, who is the U.S. champ, facing Sami Zayn, who's the Intercontinental Champion. John, who do you have in this one? So, um, looking at that, I mean, both guys are getting a decent push right now. Obviously, they both have a belt. Um, I like Sami Zayn. I'm a big Sami Zayn fan. Um, I think they're trying to make him into you know one of the top heels, um, giving him the IC title um, after coming back off of his, uh, I guess, um, little vacation wasn't really a vacation, I guess it was due to the pandemic, um, couldn't be in. Um, now he came back, they immediately put the belt right back on him, means they're high on him. Uh, but Bobby Lashley, I mean, he is what he is, I mean, he's a powerhouse. Um, but I think I think they're going to give uh, Sami Zayn the win. I, I know you absolutely love this being a heel guy yourself. Yes. Two heels going at it. I think, honestly, I think Sami Zayn needs this match more yeah, than Bobby does. Lashley. I agree with that. Bobby Lashley has, he's riding on a nice high with the Hurt Business. I like where they're going with that. We'll get into that later. I think they should have done that as a Survivor Series match. Um, I don't know if I like these whole champion versus champion things. It gives me kind of the bragging rights kind of vibes. Yeah. I wish they would go back to having a couple matches and having your traditional Survivor Series matches, but it is what it is. Well, also, I think... I don't, I don't mind a champion versus champion in this one, in, in the Survivor Series pay-per-view, only because they didn't do it at Night of Champions. That used to be where you would get these champion versus champion matches. And again, I didn't like that pay-per-view when they did that because, again, it paused the storylines, you know, everything like that. So wasn't a big fan of that. But now that they, when they opened up Night of Champions, the actual title matches, and now they're doing the champion versus champion on Survivor Series. I like that a little bit better because you're not pausing two different times in the year, the storylines that you're, you're building. Um, so I like that the I, – I, I don't mind – while I don't like the pay-per-view, I don't mind the champion versus champion match um, matches on Survivor Series. I would also go back to what you said. I do think Sammy needs this win more than Bobby Lashley. I don't think a loss to Sammy Zayn hurts. Bobby Lashley as much as a loss would hurt Sami Zayn right now. Sami Zayn just back from uh, from a little uh, 
a stoppage, um, if you will. So they need to keep building him, and they have. They have been. Uh, so I think I think I agree with you there. I think uh, Stanley Lee is more than Bobby. So we're both in agreement. It would be one nothing SmackDown right now. Yep. So I, I agree with that. I, I like that. Next one is um, New Day, who is the Raw Tag Team Champions, versus the Street Profits, who are the SmackDown Tag Team Champions. What do you think of this match? This this one hurts me to pick because <laughs> I love both of those tag teams. Um, but again, you're trying to build uh, build talent here. I think the Street Profits need it more than New Day. The New Day they they are they are ten time champs. Um, they've been champs so many times. I mean, they've they've held the title. They're the longest reigning tag team champs as well. Um, so I don't think a loss hurts them here. I think a win by the Street Profits is, is going to propel them um, into many more storylines, um, make them more believable, I guess you could say. I mean, that's kind of disrespectful to them because they are believable. They're a very, very good tag team. But I think that's going to – I think a win here is going to help them more. Um, so I'm going to go with the Street Profits in this one. I, I honestly think – they need to give it to the Street Profits, but I think what's going to happen in this one, honestly, in my honest opinion, I think Big E comes out, and I don't think it ends cleanly. I think there's a possibility that they win it with Big E, or it could go, you could flip it the other way. Big E comes out, and things happen, and they completely disband from Big E entirely, and he gets that singles push that he needs. I, he, he could cost them the match, so to speak. I think it's going to be the second one. I don't think this is going to end clean. Um, and as soon as I tossed it back to you, I was thinking of the Big E angle in my head as well. Um, I think Big E turns on the New Day, turning Big E heel, because I think Big E is more marketable as a heel than he is a babyface. Yeah, I, I did like the days when he was with Ziggler, and he was that heel. He didn't talk. He come out. He beat people up. That's what he needs to do. I mean, they are very entertaining, but I feel like he's overdue for that singles push that he used to get in NXT. He was an NXT champion. He knows how to be a singles competitor. I think they need to just let him go and do his thing. I think, honestly, those two can take it themselves. I think Xavier Woods and Kobe Kingston can take New Day by themselves and keep doing what they're doing. Yeah, very two very good talents. But I think uh, we're both in agreement here. Big E needs to be involved in this match. I mean, even if you don't want Big E heel, even if you want to keep him as a baby face here, um, you could even get get him involved here, and that could open up a storyline with Big E and the Street Profits. Um, and that could open up the handicap matches, or you could give Big E another uh, tag team partner, quote-unquote, for, you know, a little bit, just to uh, kind of finish out a storyline with the Street Profits. Yeah, I mean, that that could go either way, but I mean, I think they were both in agreement here. Street Profits? I'm going Street Profits, yeah. Yeah, okay. So, SmackDown up 2-0 right now. We get into the 5-on-5 traditional men's Survivor Series match. Team Raw, Keith Lee, Sheamus, AJ Styles, Braun Strowman, and Matt Riddle, bro. SmackDown, King Corbin, Jey Uso, Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins, and the last component, Otis. Don't be disrespectful. It's Riddle now. His name's not Matt. It's just Riddle. So don't, don't be disrespectful to the original bro, okay? He is the bro that runs the show. Um, and this one, I'm going Team Raw all day. I mean, you look at the two teams on paper, I, I don't know how you can logistically give SmackDown the win in that. In that. I mean, there's so many powers. 
powerhouses in that uh, on that on that Raw team. I mean, just Keith Lee and Braun Strowman alone, like come on. And then AJ Styles, one of the best of this generation. Uh, you know, it's got to be Team Raw. I don't I don't see any other outcome there. It's got to be Team Raw. I don't know what they're doing with Otis. It really disturbs me. They just they tried to give the fans what they wanted with him, and then he just kind of threw to the wayside, and now he's just there. I, I think the pandemic killed him. I really do. I think the pandemic killed the push he had. He was so reliant on the fan support. Um, they put the money in the bank on him. Then the fans had to go away. And we went months with no fans in attendance. It was just empty houses. That's going to hurt, especially a guy who is reliant, who got his push because of the fan, uh, the fans interacting with him and and wanting to to embrace him and wanting him pushed. Uh, that helped him so much. And then you take that away, and you know he's wet cement. He's not there yet. He's still developing. Um, his character is still developing. I think I, I I do like him as a singles competitor more than with Tucker. Um, I like that they, they split him up during the draft. Um, but he still needs some work. So he's, he's not ready for that title push yet. That's why they took the money in the bank off of him, put it on The Miz, which I love too. But we can get into that in another episode. That's a whole other episode. Um, I think he will get his push later on down the line. But right now, I, I agree. As much as I like Otis, I, I agree with the decision to take that off of me. He's not ready. I mean, realistically, if you look at that, is he going to beat Roman Reigns? No. Is he going to beat uh, Randy Orton, Drew McIntyre, or The Fiend? Not realistically, no. And he's he's a babyface, so they're not going to have him sneak in and steal one. That's that's not going to be in the cards for him because he's a face. That, that's not going to happen. So I think taking it off of him was the right move. Yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I mean, and then they have him with, Chad Gable, which I love the fact that they put Chad Gable back as Chad Gable and not Shorty G. I hate the Shorty G character. I love Chad Gable being ready, willing, and Gable. I I just, I don't know. I don't think that's going to be long-term. I don't think it is. I don't either, but I mean, I I don't understand why you hold a spot and then it was supposed to be this big reveal and then, boom, it's Otis. Like, I mean, it's kind of a letdown. I don't mean that disrespectively, but as a fan point of view, I mean, I was sitting there going, Oh man, like <laughs> yeah, just Otis. Yeah. Well, I mean, I thought maybe you know either a return or a big signage or a call up from NXT. Like I'm thinking anything. I'm thinking like Velveteen Dream or Velveteen Dream <laughs> or Damian Priest or somebody that you know. Yeah, doesn't Priest still have the belt? I haven't watched NXT in a couple weeks. Yeah. No, actually, no, he does not. No, I'm not sure. I'll have to check. I Good he, God. I thought he still had the North American. No, um, Gargano took it off of him at Halloween Havoc. That's right, that's right, that's right. Yeah, and then I think they just took it off of Gargano again. Um, There's way too much going on down there. They're trying to figure out what's going on because there's another show that relies on the fan base, but with the fan base not being there, they're cashing in right now on the stuff with Pat McAfee, which is going to be good. I mean, War Games (laughs) is going to be good, which is also um, was tonight. Yeah. Correct. Yes. Um, Let's talk so. about that real quick. Pat McAfee, <laughs> love his podcast. What I I could listen to him all day on a microphone. Um, one of my favorites. Goddamn Blomaloo. How, how about how about his debut against Adam Cole, baby? 
I mean, he, for never wrestling before, uh, Jesus Christ, the dude was was unbelievable. I mean, that's not a wrestling guy, and he came in and put on a show with Adam Cole. Now, granted, wrestling against Adam Cole has to be easy because he's one of the best right now. Um, but, damn. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I mean, but Adam Cole could also have a match with a broomstick, and it would be pretty good. Yeah, you're not wrong. Be, be at least four and a half stars, maybe <laughs> maybe four. But, I mean, wouldn't get him over that five mark. He has to have somebody actually to do something yeah, with yeah. him. But um, but we're we're both in agreement here. Team Raw is just so overpowering. I, honestly, I don't understand the amount of people that they have. They're the caliber of people that they have Team SmackDown. There's way too much going on there. You've yeah, got yeah. Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens and Jey Uso. I just feel like they threw everybody together and said, here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they did. They did. Raw, I think um, that team, just the, the chemistry there makes much more sense. Yeah, I agree with that. So we'll, we'll give the edge to Raw there. SmackDown up 2-1 right now. Um, you look at the 5-on-5 five five women's right now. You have Nia Jax, which is the Raw team. Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, <laughs> Lana, Lacey Evans, and Peyton Royce. SmackDown headed by Bailey. Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan, Bianca Belair, EST, and Natalia. Who you got here? I'm gonna go with Raw. It, I like. Yeah, I might have to go with Raw. I don't really have a reason why. Um, they're both pretty evenly matched, but I'm gonna have to go with Raw. I, I think, really. I think just if I had to pick a reason, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. I mean, those are two bad women. Um, I gotta go Raw. Yeah, that was what I was just about to say. Is you have the the tag belts on them, I feel like you gotta, and you got too many mixture of heels and faces here. I mean, there's too much going yeah, there, on. There is a lot going on, uh, but I, I do guarantee Lana gets put through a table. Yeah, it may be by her <laughs> her own teammate. I mean, that's <laughs> that would be funny. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, what are we up to? Like eight or nine now? Eight or nine tables? Yeah, it's just just it's just constant. It keeps going, and just just one of those things that you just. You don't know. It's going to happen every single week. So, we we both agree there, Raw, as yes. well. Yeah. So, now we're, we're tied up at two at two apiece. All right. Before we before we move on, though, I do want to uh, add one more thing about the uh, women's match here. Um, you know, the reason I said Nia Jax and Shannon Page are the reason they're going to win that. You look back at even some of like the women's world rumbles or battle royals that they do. Um, every time Nia Jax is beaten in a match like that, she's ganged up on. It's been multiple people that take her out. Um, with this, you can't really do that legally. Um, and I know WWE has been cracking down on you know tag teams, tag team matches and things going awry. Uh, we saw a couple finishes uh, within the last couple months that. They weren't as clean and were kind of weird just because of that. Um, the illegal competitors touching the legal competitors. Um, so they've, they've kind of cracked down on that. And like and, and it makes it more legit. I do like that. Um, but for this match, I think that's going to help uh, Raw a lot. And plus, also, I think Peyton Royce is in for a big push as well. Um, I think they split up the Iconics on purpose. They want to push her. She had a decent singles run in NXT when she was down there. Um, so I, I think she's in for a big push. And Lacey Evans, I mean, come on. I mean, she's legit, you know, former um, a uh, former armed service member. Um, you know, she's she's a she, she's a bad woman. 
um, as well. So I, th- I think that team takes it handedly there. But yes. I do like I do like Bianca Belair on the other side. She's in for a big push as well. Um, I can't wait to I can't wait for her to have that title. And then Bailey, Bailey is Bailey. Uh, she's been at the top of the division for a long time for a reason. Um, but I, I think Team Raw takes uh, that handedly. Yeah, that's one of those things that I have said multiple times. I really think that with the women's division. Um, they really need to take all the women's division and put them on one show and make a main card belt, a middle, and then you have your tag team as well. Yeah. I, I think with as good as the women's division is now, they could run their own card. I, I feel like with you don't splitting them up is kind of hurting them per se. I feel like you have enough main event people, you can move them in, move them out, do that kind of thing, and have one solid thing. But I've always said that. I said that they should be on Raw. And the cruiserweights should be on SmackDown as one, but with them being on NXT. Yeah. The only thing I have against that is I think if you combine the two, you have too many at the top of the card there. Um, you know, right now, Becky Lynch is out right now. Um, but if she would come back, you would have Becky Lynch, Oscar, uh, Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, Bailey, Sasha Banks. Oh, you could throw Alexa Bliss in there. She's still one of the best at it. Nikki Cross. I mean, you got a, you got a Bianca Belair, you know, you got a Lacey Evans. I mean, there's so many people you have at the top of that women's division. I think it's almost gonna, it's gonna hurt more superstars than it would help. I, I think splitting them up, I'm not, I'm not upset with, but I, I, I like that. I mean, I don't know if they could carry their own show right now. Um, I think it would kind of mimic too much of 205 Live. Um, I don't think a network's gonna pick that up right now. It wouldn't be strong enough. It wouldn't have that that backing, um, like a SmackDown or a Raw. I mean, they're established. Um, this wouldn't be so. I don't, you wouldn't get that TV deal. It would have to be on the network only, and then you're only there for a select select few. Now, those are the those are the people that are gonna watch that because they're diehard fans. If, if you're subscribing to the WWE Network, you're 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 a diehard fan of the of the industry. Um, so I don't know if they could carry their own show. Um, if they didn't have so much at the top, I would say put them all in one. I would agree. I agreed with you, you know, months back when we talked about this before we started this. Um, but doing it now, I think you've built too much top talent to be able to do that now. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with that. I just think it's something that, you know, could be looked at depending could, on yeah, when be. they're looking to shake things up. Yeah, but you... They, they would also have to look at, okay, how many of these women are we going to hurt by getting them here? Right. I mean, that's that's even with, with the talent in general. I mean, there's so much talent on the roster oh, right, right now. Yeah. I mean, and a lot of people are like, oh, man, why are people getting pushed down to NXT? It's because there's so much talent going on, and I love seeing those guys down there. Well, but, that too. I mean, you're, you're competing on Wednesdays now with AEW. Um, we're not affiliated with WWE, so we can say that. <laughs> um, Vince just, doesn't pay us. Yeah, Vince don't pay us. We don't get make those McMahon checks. No, uh, no, so they're they're in a they're in a dogfight right now with AEW who's pushing out a decent product. Um they've got some good in ring action going on over there. Um if you haven't checked it out, I I would say check it out. Um it's it's pretty good. I've watched a few I watched a few episodes. Um it's it's high quality stuff. Production value, meh, it's no WWE but that's to be expected when you have McMahon's money. <laughs> um, he doesn't have any of that Ted Turner wrestling money. No, no. <laughs> so, I mean, you, you got to uh, 
I, I think you have to put some of the top talent down in NXT. I think that's why Adam Cole hasn't come up. Um, that's why Finn Balor went down. That's why Kevin Owens wants to go there. That's why you saw him pop up in War Games uh, at the last go-round. You know, uh, people want to be in NXT. They've, they've got a good product down there. They're, they're kind of that nice hybrid between WWE style and indie style. They have that nice little balance there. Um, so uh, I, I like them putting the top talent as well down in NXT because I think that's going to help that, that product and, and push that as a legitimate brand in WWE. That's one thing we, we can piggyback off of real quick is is NXT and stuff. Before we get into the two main events, um, somebody that actually wants to go down to NXT and teach the talent, and the talent would absolutely love it, is a man who is celebrating 30 years of his career Sunday at Survivor Series, The Undertaker. Unbelievable. 30 years in the business, one of the best to ever do it, with a gimmick that wasn't supposed to go that far. He's revolutionized the sport, turned it into different things, and man, in the ring, on the mic, guy's unstoppable. And if you have, the, if you're listening to this and you have the WWE Network, you're subscribed to it, watch a couple of the documentaries they have up on The Undertaker. Um, obviously, The Last Ride, that little mini-series that they have, it, that's great. I mean, he finally opens up about everything in his career. Um, it was one of the first uh, long-form interviews that he's ever done um, with this documentary. and It was, it was very well put together. Um, and then we talked about this yesterday uh, when I came down here. Uh, the Brothers of Destruction uh, um, documentary that they just put out within the last few weeks. Uh, it's great. I mean, especially if you like that uh, Kane versus Undertaker uh, feud that they had, that whole storyline. Um, that w- storyline wasn't supposed to go as long as it did, and it's lasted decades. I mean, what we saw them like, was it last year. Um, they got back together to face Triple H and Shawn Michaels. Um, so you know, the storyline is it started in what ninety in the nineties, and it's two thousand twenty, and they're still doing so thirty years. You know, um, so. Yeah, those are a couple of the really good ones to watch. Um, there's also a WWE on tour on there. Um, I believe they have Kane and the Undertaker in one. Yeah, Kane, Undertaker, and Shawn Michaels. It was um, Kane's debut right. that they have on there. And then they also have the uh, Undertaker, Mankind, Hell in a Cell match on there, I believe, as well. Right, and the new one they just put on there was um, Undertaker and Randy Orton. Which oh yes, is, yeah, 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 yeah. I missed that. I knew I was missing. Which one. was really good. Yes. I thought it was really cool because they showed a lot of behind the scenes stuff because they did so much storytelling and special effects and that which was, was really cool. Yeah. Orton setting the casket on fire, him coming back out. Um him actually coming back out at Survivor series um mm-hmm. was really cool. But just and Randy Orton learning what a receipt is in the business. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that one's that one's more focused on Randy Orton. I mean, he's featured more in it. It's more from his point of view. But you, the respect is there. I mean, it, everybody in that business respects The Undertaker. I mean, it's it's a very good watch. Um, I actually watched it after the last pay-per-view when it aired. I watched it live. and uh, I was just, I was like, eh, I'll probably watch a little bit of this and get up and get to work because I work overnight. So I was like, yeah, I'll watch a little bit of this and then get ready for work. No, I was captivated. I was stuck on it. And uh, I was a little bit late to work. I was. 
<laughs> well, you know, that's that's a good excuse to to watch the network and uh, yeah. be a little bit late. But um, they did also did the uh, the Paul Bearer story on there as well. Okay, I yeah. thought that was really, really good um, to see kind of how his, his career went and where he started and where he went. And actually managing The Undertaker before he was The Undertaker, which is really cool to see for me, you know, them being able to do that. Um, they just put out or just putting out the uh, Broken Skull session, a second one with Austin. Part dose. I think those are really cool um, with with Austin sitting down and, and you, you know, get to see them out of their regular, you know, out of being in the ring and stuff. Because, man, when those two locked up, it didn't happen often. But when they locked up, it was unbelievable. It was, oh, it was magic. Gold. It was gold. Magic every single time. I mean, you're talking about two of the best to ever lace up a pair of boots, uh, Austin and The Undertaker. I mean, they they couldn't have a bad match. I don't think there's no way. Yeah, no. Um, but yeah, the Broken Skull sessions were awesome. Um, all of them, you know, from the very first one with the Undertaker, um, to this new one, which I haven't seen yet. Uh, I believe it debuts after Survivor Series. Yes. Okay, so it'll be on immediately after Survivor Series. Um, but also the one of my favorite ones, one of my favorite uh, Broken Skull sessions, is with Kurt Angle. And Austin makes him wear the little cowboy hat again and, uh, and sing Jimmy Crack Corn, uh, which is awesome. One of my favorite, uh, one of my favorite segments uh, back in the day. Uh, the, seeing them recreate that was hilarious. Yeah, I, I'm curious to see what they do because they've talked about doing some kind of special, some kind of thing. I know Kane's supposed to be there and everything else, so it's hard to say what they're going to do with him debuting. But I honestly think this is setting up ultimately – for putting him into the Hall of Fame. Wouldn't it be fitting if Kane comes out, chokeslams him, tombstones him, throws him in a casket, and sets the casket on fire? That or buries him alive for the third time. <laughs> I think the casket on fire, though, I think that would be the perfect way to send him off in his final Fire's got to be involved somehow. Fire hat. If you're get, bringing Kane in for the Undertaker's final final farewell, fire has to be involved. Get Fire Marshal Bill on the line. Get him, get him to the Thunderdome. He's going to be needed. That's an old In Living Color uh, reference there. Oh, man. I can't believe you just said that. That's hysterical. Fire Marshal Bill here. <laughs> Now, now, John, we, we referenced Stone Cold, but I feel more like APA sitting here at this table and drinking beer. and <laughs> Yeah. Damn. <laughs> That's what I was looking for. <laughs> so we'll, we'll get back into the uh, the matches here. Um, we die. We, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can sit here and talk all day about The Undertaker. Um, one of the best to ever do it. Like I said, I'm, I'm really excited to see, you know, what he does or what happens. I really, he really wants to go down to NXT and, and coach. And my God, could you imagine learning from Triple H, Shawn Michaels, and The Undertaker? I mean, I sign me up. He would definitely, I think, benefit the big guys um, in NXT. I mean, because really, other than Keith Lee, um, they haven't had any. Well, I, I guess you could put Drew McIntyre. He's a big guy, too. Um, but other than those two, I mean, they've had. Haven't really had any dominant big men come out of NXT other than Keith Lee and uh, 
Drew McIntyre. I mean, they tried the whole Laura Sullivan thing, but that really didn't work. Yeah, but the injury hurt him. Um, and then he had the uh, out-of-the-ring issues as well. We won't dive into those. Um, <laughs> but he also had the out-of-the-business uh, out of, out of the dealings. Um, he is back now. Um, so we'll see what they do with him. I think he could... I could see him giving a push. He's the kind of guy that Vince likes. Um, big scary Pete. The big scary Pete. <laughs> yeah. The big scary dude. So Vince... <laughs> Seems to kind of go that way when he's, you know, deciding he's going to take the title next and things like that. Um, but he need, he needs a build. He needs a decent build, at least a six month build, to get him back in that that main event kind of picture. I'm actually shocked to not see him on one of these Survivor Series teams. I I think he came back too too close to the pay per view. Um, they they still need to build him up. I, I don't think it fits. I don't. I haven't seen a bunch with him, um, but the little I have, I don't like that they actually have him talking now. Um, keep him silent, let him scream and yell and beat the hell out of people. I mean, that's the character you need from him. Um, that's what he That's what he was good at in NXT. And that is large Sullivan. That, you know, um, just let him do that all day. Um, it, it worked. It worked once. I think it will again. The fans kind of embrace that. I mean, he's one of the top heels in NXT at that time. Um, let him continue that. I mean, then if, if it doesn't work then, then you can change things up. But I think they're kind of jumping on and trying to change him a little too quickly here because he's never had that, that run, a decent run yet because of this injury and, and whatnot. So let him, let him keep going with what he started first. Yeah, I think he needs to step into that quote-unquote Goldberg role of not speaking, just coming in, having, you or know. Or give him a mouthpiece. Give him, give him a mouthpiece. I, I don't I don't know who you could give him right now, but, you know, put, it, put him with somebody that can do the talking for him. I mean, we've seen, we've seen WWE do that a bunch. They did it with Undertaker and Kane. They didn't want those two talking. They put Paul Bearer with him. You know, they, Brock's not that good on the mic. You know, they don't have Brock talk. Paul Heyman does the talking for him. I think they're wasting Paul Heyman with Roman because I think Roman's decent on the mic, um, especially as a heel. If you go back to his FCW days and early NXT days, you know, he was decent on the mic there as a heel. Um, so, you know, I think they're wasting Paul Heyman there. But there's there's people, you, you, there's, there's options out there where you can put him with. Hell, I mean, think of how awesome this would be. They're starting to build up a faction right now with uh, The Fiend. Lars Sullivan's the freak. Yeah. That would you, fit. You could you could put them together, put him in the Firefly Funhouse. You know, let him they be the muscle just, of the group. Yeah, let him be that that. Let Lars Sullivan be to the Firefly Funhouse, what Braun Strowman was to the Wyatt family. I think I think that would work. That's a good idea. I like that. I think he could step in that role, and you know, he's got a sick, twisted to yeah, yeah. mind that you know Bray likes to mess with. I, I like that. I like that. That's uh He's almost got that old school um shoot, I just lost his name. He Dude, reminds me a lot of Psycho Sid. Uh, and that's who wasn't who I was thinking. Um thinking more kind of PG like early PG era, um okay. messed up teeth. Snitsky? Snitsky, that's who I'm thinking of, yes. Yeah, he's got Snitsky vibes. 
yeah, I, yeah, wasn't his fault, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> but yeah, I agree with that. I, I think they need to. That's that's a good. We might have to touch on that at, at yeah, one point. But I, I like that. But um, get back on pace here as we went down that that wormhole there for a minute. But um, that's the second time we've done that. Yeah, we we tend to do that. But um, we're gonna get into the uh, the top two matches here, the two championship matches per se with with the main champions. Um, you have the women's. Um, championship match between Asuka, who's the Raw champion, and Sasha Banks, who's the SmackDown champion. I like this. It's a good fit for each other. I think it's going to be an excellent match. Yes. I mean, you're talking about two of the best women in the business right now. Um, you know, I think the only other one I would put ahead of those two is Charlotte Flair. Um, these are two of the, of the best right now. Um, oh, this is a tough one because my head's saying one thing and my saying another uh, I think they go with Asuka to win but I I would personally pick Sasha Banks uh, I just I, I like Sasha a lot uh, you know, they're finally starting to build her up more now that she's back they split her up with Bailey and she takes the title away from Bailey um, I still think there's more to be done there I think they those two could have some really good matches moving forward um so i i could see them going oscar i want i want to see sasha so for me on the record i'm gonna go sasha i agree with that but also you have to remember too the bailey factor i think bailey comes in maybe screws it up maybe i i don't know this one i'm with you it's it's a toss-up i'm not entirely sure they've done this angle a bunch within the last six months with these two uh, going against each other here because uh, they had the whole feud with uh, Asuka and Bailey and Sasha. It could have been Asuka two belts and all that. And, uh, I think the two belts thing was kind of getting blown up and they overdid that because um, they had to pick the two belts and then they tried to do it with Bailey and everything like that. I didn't like that. But, um, yeah, I, I think Sasha should should take this one um and again it's like we talked about early on in the show here i think sasha needs the win more you're trying to build her up again um trying to build her as that legitimate single star which she is she brings the legitimacy um i think sasha needs it more than oscar yeah i i agree with that i could, I could go with that so with with women's win there we're we're getting down into the men's into the last match what's which our count right now SmackDown has one, two, three. They're up 3-2 over Raw. Okay. So, I, I, they have to add another match in there. The only, they, there's six matches on the card. Why would you do, if you're doing SmackDown versus Raw, why would you do six matches? Why not do seven or do five? Or I have a conspiracy theory, but let's see how this shakes out here. Let's, let's call this next one, and then I'll, uh, depending on where we, uh, we land here, I'll, I might divulge into my conspiracy. So you you put the belt on Orton, then you take it off of Orton, you put it back on McIntyre, and now you have Drew McIntyre as the WWE champion versus Roman Reigns, who is the Universal champion, over SmackDown. W- why? Yeah, I don't get that. And then you don't do anything with Orton. Orton 
three, maybe get it. I, I don't know. I honestly, I don't know. <laughs> it's a very good question of who booked this shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I was upset that they took the belt off of McIntyre in the first place. So I'm happy that they gave it back to him. Um, I don't. I think they're wasting the belt on Randy Orton. Randy Orton is just one of the best to ever do it. Uh, one of the best of this generation. Uh, he doesn't need a belt to be legitimate. Uh, I don't think Drew really needs the belt either to be legitimate. But if you're going to go one of the two to lead that show, I think it needs to be Drew right now. Um, Randy's going to pull box office regardless if he has the title or not. Uh, so out of these two, oh. I don't. Mm. I don't know. I mean, I like the whole Drew getting back to his Scottish roots thing. Yeah. I, I like Sheamus giving him the sword. That was kind of cool. Um, him coming out. I think he needs to come out like that all the time. I think there's a possibility. There's something that we've actually talked about many, many times. Roman coming out as the actual tribal chief, changing up his gear, changing up his music just a little bit to persuade that tribal chief mentality um the promo that he cut on drew mcintyre sitting at the table during the contract signing was unbelievable it was silent Mm -hmm. it was deadly it was what you would want out of a tribal chief it's very silent very cold-hearted i liked it a lot all right so i'm doing some back here thinking about this match i think drew wins i don't think Uso getting involved and kind of ruining things for Roman. Um, and I unintentionally ruining things for Roman. Getting involved when he shouldn't. Um, we saw not this past episode, the last the two episodes ago of, of SmackDown. Um, Jake come out and get in Drew's face and, and the two ended up having a match. Um, and Roman kind of berated Jay for stepping into his business. I think it happens again. I think Drew picks up the win. See, I don't know, man. I mean, they've really, really been pushing Roman with this whole tribal chief thing. I don't know. I mean, it it keeps going back. I don't understand why you take Jay Uso and you put him with him, and that's that's great. I like that idea. But then you put him into this Survivor Series match. Which, why? I mean, if he's with Roman, then why is he doing that? He should be by Roman's side in this match. I think they still need some legitimacy to Jay as the central contender. Um, he's been in the tag team for so long, and as soon as he leaves the tag team division, he's hoisted into the main event picture, which I don't know if he's ready for. He put on a couple good matches, but is he really ready to do that by himself without his brother? Um, we'll see. I think he's capable. Um, I think he's a great talent. Um, but I think he still needs some time to kind of build that that legitimacy of, of him as a single competitor. Because right now, you know, you say Jay Uso, you think of the Usos. You don't think of him as as his own guy. So um, maybe that's why, just to kind of build him up more. Um, that's that's really the only reason I can see why you would switch him up. But I, I still think Jay is going to be involved in that, that main event match. 
Yeah, I mean, and also we, that brings up a good point of trying to make him look like a solid singles competitor. Who's used to say he doesn't come out and become the sole survivor. The whole team could get knocked out, and they could run him through the entire Raw team and try to make him look legitimate and make him look tough. There's a bunch of different ways you could do it. Um, but I, I don't know. I The track record here, Vince doesn't like Reigns losing. So I, I don't know. I, if it happens, like, I, I agree with you. I don't think... I think it ends cleanly. So we're gonna go with Drew here. I like that pick. Um, so that's that's a tie ball game there. I I, I don't like that. <laughs> the reason for that, and this gets back to here, you just kind of touched on it a little. Vince does not like Roman Reigns which is true. He also does not like Raw being a foreshadow. Um. Raw was embarrassed at Survivor Series last year. And I think that was only because Fox was given pressure for SmackDown to up, you know, do better in the ratings. Um, that's why you saw SmackDown get the win. Right? No, NXT did. That's right. Okay. But, but SmackDown, they, SmackDown still beat Raw. Right. Raw they had the one, the one right, victory. right. They made SmackDown look. Look good, yeah, and they made yeah. NXT look even better, but with the restrictions. At that, at that time, you didn't need Raw to look good because Raw was your flagship. They were the they were the um, the leader in the ratings. Right now, SmackDown's blowing Raw out of the water in ratings. Um, Vince can't like that, you know. I mean, Raw's his baby. That's the number one. That's the it's supposed to be the A show. Um, I don't think he's gonna let. Raw get embarrassed for a second year in a row. I don't think he's going to book it like that. Um, so it's either going to end like this or we're wrong on a couple and Raw's going to get the win. Yeah, I, I think... The only, only one I think may flip would be that US IC title one where he would have Bobby just come out and annihilate Sammy. And... Well, I see the Hurt Business getting involved too. Yeah, that could happen. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's a lot of things. So, yeah, I mean, and, and that's one thing that we talked about, too, is there's a lot of matches that they set up that I would have liked to seen as traditional Survivor Series matches. Instead of having this Raw and SmackDown, they should have had Rey Mysterio and Seth Rollins have a team if they're, they're moving them back and forth. That should have been one. The Hurt Business and Retribution should have been one. You had them in these past weeks, but I feel like that they're building, they're building, they're building, and then they just let it go. I the, think those would have been good. The hurt business retribution um, one makes more sense. While the the first one you mentioned would be a lot of fun, I think that'd be awesome. Um, I think the second one makes more sense because we're on opposite show, opposite shows now. Um, so that might wait. No, no, they're both on Raw, right? Yeah, never mind. I was wrong. Um, second time tonight. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I don't know if those those would necessarily work. While they would be fun, I don't know if they would necessarily work uh, because they're on the same show. I know WWE likes to do that brand versus brand for this, but I think those two matches would be a lot more fun than what we have right now. Yeah, definitely. I I feel like there would be more. They invested more in those. I feel like those would be a lot better to watch. Um, so with that being and it, said, and it would make, not that Vince stays up at night worrying about what I think, but it would make me <laughs> like it more because you're advancing a storyline that would, that would make me like Survivor Series a little bit more. Come on, Vince, man, you gotta care what I think, right? 
that slow burn just a little, feel would be nice. But yeah, I I think the, the storyline aspect of that would make it a lot better. Uh, would make Survivor Series better. Uh, but they like to do the brand versus brand, which we'll suck it up because we'll watch it because we're we're fans. So yeah, we're major marks. We'll watch it. We don't care. But um, with that being said, so John and I both did Raw and SmackDown Survivor Series teams. This is has nothing to do with who's against who, who's in what group or anything. No champions allowed. We just did what we thought would be the best talented team just to go team for team. Um, John, go ahead and, and give yours first. All right, we're going to start with Raw. We're going to do a Raw team first and then go SmackDown. Yeah, that'll work. All right, so my Raw team. This is in no particular order. I just went down the roster and picked a couple. Um, I have AJ Styles. He's got to be involved in that in that match. Uh, Keith Lee. So I got two that were already you know, on the on the team, um, but those are the only two that I have that are on the current team. Other than that, I have Ricochet. Um, he's I think he's one of the best young talents they have. Uh, have Elias. They just brought him back. It would help him get another uh, another little push. I think it would help him a lot. This last one I think is going to surprise you a little bit. I have Angel Garza as my fifth competitor for Team Raw. I really like Angel Garza. I'm a sucker for heels, but um, I think Angel Garza has such a promising career from things he's been able to do in the ring, uh, especially with Andrade. I, you know, I, I like that team together. Um, now it seems like they're going to you know, let them go their separate ways here. I think Garza's in for a... Uh, big mid-card push coming up. So, back in the day, Survivor Series, these Survivor Series matches were really used to push younger talent and mm. get younger talent seen. I mean, that's how Rock got his start was in these Survivor Series matches. That's how The Undertaker got his start is in these Survivor Series matches. But we saw it last year with Keith Lee. I mean, he got a huge push after uh, after Survivor Series and his uh, performance there. Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely propels careers I would like to see them continue to do that, but it doesn't seem like they're doing it this year. Um, my Raw team, actually very similar to yours. I have AJ Styles. Um, I have Cedric Alexander. I love Cedric. I've seen him live a couple times. The guy gets it done. He mm -hmm. does what he can. I, I really like Cedric. I have Ricochet as well. Um, I also have Jeff Hardy. Um, I feel like you need a little bit of veteranship there, and then... With him losing the title too, I have Randy Orton. Randy Orton is by far the best Survivor Series competitor. He's been the sole survivor many, many times. He's propelled his teams. He's an excellent person for a Survivor Series team. Yeah, I like the, I like the Randy Orton pick. Um, I actually almost put him on mine as well, but I, I just thought realistically that, that that wouldn't happen just because of the title change so close to the, the pay-per-view, which did spoil that for you if you haven't watched the last episode of Raw, but it's been almost a week, so that's on you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's your fault. Yeah. Alright, um, so now let's go to SmackDown. So again, in no particular order here, I have Dolph Ziggler, King Corbin, Aleister Black, Jay Uso, and Biggie. That's pretty good. I'm actually looking down my list here, and we have no 
people that are the same in the, in the ah, SmackDown. This is gonna be fun. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> we should have simulated this one, man. We should have put it in the old 2K and simulated this one. But um, I went with um, Apollo Cruz. Absolutely love Apollo Cruz. Yeah. I think they are are wasting him. He's an absolutely great talent. Gets it done in the ring. Another person under that category, same branch, Chad Gable. Absolutely love Chad Gable. The worst thing they did was breaking up American Alpha. I will yeah. say it, yeah. and I will say it a thousand times. The worst thing they ever did. And the storyline with him being Kurt Angle's son, get that out of here. I hate that. <laughs> don't even remind me of that. Dad. Um, <laughs> I, I don't like that. Um, I also have Rey Mysterio. I mean, you have to have veterans on there. I like Mysterio is that. Um, also, Kevin Owens. I like KO. He's he's a good pick there. And I have Dolph Ziggler. So I have kind of just here, there, everywhere. Dolph Ziggler is one of those guys, too, that has really, really shown through in Survivor Series 5-on-5 battles. Yeah, so we have, we have one the same. We have Dolph. We both have Dolph. Well, yeah, I mean, but... You, you kind of went this way, and I went that way, and yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of thing. But, I mean, it. I don't know. I, I just think, like I said before, Survivor Series is just one of those pay-per-views that it's it's used to push young talent. I don't think they're doing that this year. Yeah, not only push young talent, but just push talent that needs to start getting that push, which is why I put Big E on my list. Um, yeah, they're trying to give him a singles push here. I think uh, a, uh, a run in the Survivor Series match would would propel him maybe a little bit more i mean he's already legitimate you know? I mean, he's a he's a powerhouse he can, he can get it done in the ring um and also alistair black uh, he's a guy they're trying to make into this vicious you know heartless kind of person which they did in nxt and that was kind of his thing was you know he just beat people up um and uh they kind of got away with that because he got brought up um, kind of got buried in the mid card. Now they're, you know, seems like they're going more with him. I think he had that little spat with Kevin Owens. Uh, so we'll see what they do with him. But I thought I thought this match would help him as well because he's never really gotten that big push on the main roster yet. So to piggyback off of your stuff earlier, what if they put him with Bray and Bray tutors him with Lars Sullivan? And you put the tag belts on Lars Sullivan and Alistair Black. And you let either the Fiend talk for him or you put him with Alexa. That would be cool. I would like that a lot. <laughs> um, but I think you would almost, I don't want to say wasting, but I, I guess kind of, you'd almost be wasting too much top talent in the faction. Yeah, but you're really not doing anything with them right now, so you might as well build them up, and then you can tear them apart later. I I don't know. I yeah, still then you gotta weigh the okay. They're gonna get a, a decent push in this faction, but later while they will get that, you're gonna kind of run into the Jay Uso effect. So you're gonna you're gonna push them as a part of this group, and their strength is gonna be because of the group. And then when you break him apart, you're going to have to start all over again to make him a legitimate singles competitor again. Yeah, but, I mean, come on. It worked for The Rock. Okay. The Rock <laughs> is one of the best of all time. I mean, that. Worked for Rock. Yeah, worked for Trip. <laughs> only can see the look I'm giving him right now. Yes, it worked for those guys. But think of the two. You're talking about 
two of the top five to ever do it. I mean, while I love Aleister Black and I, I like Lars Sullivan, they're no rock and triple H. I mean, let's let's be honest, no disrespect to them. I'm sure they would they would say it if they were sitting right here. You know, that I wouldn't put those two in the same category as Trip and, and, and Rocky Maivia. No, I'm I'm not putting them in the in the same but I'm just saying, like, they need to do something with them. Do something. You're wasting too good of talent. Alistair Black is way too good to Honestly, be doing what they're doing. I would love a Alistair Black, Sammy Zane team. <sighs> See, that's got too much Kevin Owens feel to it. Okay. Those, those matches with Sammy Zane and Kevin Owens, those were great matches. Well, because you had the history between yeah, them, years were, and years of history. But I think you could have equally as good matches with Alistair Black. I think that would be a, a fun little angle because Sammy's kind of he's he's the he's a heel right now, but he's kind of that uh, scared shitless heel where he just runs away from everybody, um, talks a lot of shit, and then runs. Um, <laughs> the old Ric Flair heel. Yeah, yeah, the old uh, yeah, old Flair, old Nate. Um, that or you know who he actually reminds me of is early. Chris Jericho, WCW yes, days. Yes, yes, he is Jericho like right now. Yes, not as good on the mic, but yes. Um, <laughs> so I think I think the man of a thousand be, and four holds. Yeah, I think that would be awesome to see Aleister Black like you know darkness and you know beat you up and Sammy's gonna run away. Then you could get your final payoff in a steel cage or a strap match or or Hell in a Cell or anything. Yeah, I, that's another episode we can touch on is is storylines not going to the big finish like they used to. Yeah. I mean, when you would get to a storyline and it would just, there's no other way of going but either a steel cage or hell in a cell or, you know, parking lot brawl of some sort or something. I hate they don't do that anymore. They just do away with it because everybody wants everything to happen so quickly now. Yeah, yeah. There's no patience anymore. Be patient, people. <laughs> There's no good storytelling, and then they get mad when there is no good storytelling, but you can't expect that if you don't let it go, because everybody's like, oh, they're wrestling everybody at the same time every week and everything else. It's feuds, people. Yes. Deal with it. It's yes. how the business is ran. Yep, I agree. I agree. There's no uh, big payoffs anymore because the industry, I think, is changing. Everybody wants that you know, instant gratification that, that they want the storylines to be wrapped up quicker than maybe they should. And, um, but one once start touch on it real quick. The one storyline I'm excited they didn't do that with is the Seth Rollins Rey Mysterio um, storyline that's still going. So uh, it's taking a, a while turn, um, but I'm glad that they didn't rush that. I mean, that's been what about a year in the making almost uh, that this storyline has been going on, a little less than a year because um, Rollins has been the Messiah now for about a year, so it's been a little less. Than but, I mean, it makes sense because, I mean, you are piggybacking off of an old storyline yeah, with yeah. Dominic and, and Eddie and Ray. But I like the, the layers I of I thought this. they were going to redo that storyline, and I was going to get so pissed. I don't think they would do that to Eddie. I don't think Ray would let them do that to Eddie. Um, I like the layers that it has to it. Um, I just, a lot of people are going off the fact that Ray's daughter is a little young for Murphy. But, I... It is. It's a storyline. She, she's over 18. I mean, <laughs> hell, me and my wife are five years apart. I mean, this is this I, is true. I, I mean, don't, 
I don't buy that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I've said that some. Nah, I, I, I don't know. It's it's one of those things. I like that they're actually getting back to layering storylines. I feel like the matches, you know, the whole eye thing, I I don't know about that. I either, you know, Ray's still wearing a patch over that his was, eye. That was kind of cool because that was different. That was something we'd never seen before. Um, so I didn't mind that too much. Um, I I was curious how they were going to do that, too. Um, but how about the cell drop from Seth? You know, obviously it's a fake eye. The cell drop of Seth and making himself throw up and stuff. Oh, that was awesome. Loved it. That's why he's one of the best right now. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, I don't know. I I just think, what man, what could they have done with that in the Attitude Era? Man, there would have been blood everywhere. <laughs> oh, yeah. Everywhere. So much color. <laughs> it would have been like Austin and Nate going against each other. Oof. It would have been red everywhere. Oof. Ugh. Ugh. Poor Nate's hair, man. Getting off and everything. <laughs> But guys, Austin didn't have any hair to, to even. Yeah, but I mean, oh, he was everywhere. he was a bleeder. Yep. He even said it himself. He had the ability to bleed, and he used it all the time. But guys, just tune into the Survivor Series. See how wrong we are on our picks, because I'm sure we are absolutely wrong. That's why we're sitting here doing this podcast and not working for Vince himself. Oh no, I'm confident. I'm confident. I'm gonna I'm gonna have everyone right because uh, I'm the best at predicting. <laughs> Okay, well, anyway, <laughs> now we'll wake John up from his nap that he's having over there. But um, but enjoy Survivor Series. Enjoy Undertaker's, his last, last ride. Um, I hope he, I hope he's satisfied with the product that he's put out. I know yes. he's, internally, he doesn't want to let it go, but he's the Undertaker. He's, he deserves everything that he gets. Unbelievable man in the business, somebody that I used to be scared of when I was little, but that's, I mean, everybody was. I mean, you look at his early stuff, my wife and I were watching it the other day, and she goes, man, he really is scary. I was like, yeah, the, yep. you understand why I was running when I heard church bells. I mean, it's just, <laughs> it's just one of those things. I'm going to let that slide. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> but I, I just think that he deserves everything that he gets. I really think this gets him ready for the Hall of Fame, and the only person to induct him into the Hall of Fame, and he won't do it, is Vince. I think Vince needs to induct him. They've said multiple times, that's who Taker wants, and I bet you any money Vince will not do it because he doesn't want to be on camera for stuff like that. Yeah, and I, I mean, I get that. You don't want you don't want the boss to get paid. But I think Kane's a, a decent option, though, as well, to induct him. Um, but I am not going to be satisfied with The Undertaker's final farewell if the son of a bitch is not set on fire there needs to be fire involved or i'm gonna be pissed i mean you could always bring out kane and orton because they are the two that lit him on fire in the caskets twice him and orton so i mean it, it you could i mean you somebody, can... somebody needs to set him on fire he <laughs> needs to be lit on fire this man is on fire put him in the casket set the son of a bitch on fire and buy under I mean, there's no water, so it's not a Viking funeral, but... <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, that's, that's the most fitting way for that character to go out. After all the storylines, I think that fits him. I think you need to bring the druids out. You need to do all that. Yeah. I think, I think yeah. it needs to be... You can bring out the fake Undertaker, too. <laughs> which a lot of people don't know was actually his actual brother yeah. who did that, um, which was really cool, um, with, uh, with Ted DiBiase. 
Um, the million dollar man. <laughs> Everybody's got a price. Um, but I, I agree. I, I feel like there should be something Undertaker-esque um, to send him out. But, John, final thoughts on Survivor Series here. That's good to favor with. <laughs> yeah, I knew that was going to happen. If he didn't mention it before, he's mentioned it a thousand times to me. He absolutely hates Survivor Series. That's good to favor with so we can get back to the storyline. Come on. Well, see, your next big one coming up is your favorite and my favorite. The Royal Rumble is coming. Yes. <laughs> So that'll be our next big show that we do. Um, we'll do some different topics in between there, but um, we'll definitely do maybe do one before the pay per view. But there's definitely going to be a Royal Rumble special. We'll talk about a bunch of things, talk about you know, who we think is going to win, who should win, set up a Rumble, and just go with it. We actually take bets on the Rumble every year yep. um, of who wins. We we all put in a lottery, and it basically we pick a number, and if your number comes out, you win the pot. We do it every single year. It's a lot of fun. It's something that we've we've continued with, um, and then obviously we'll have our big WrestleMania party like we do every year, so it'll be a lot of fun. And all of my Royal Rumble picks last year got tossed out by Brock Lesnar. <laughs> Thanks, Brock Lesnar. I was expecting a Paul Heyman there. I, I you didn't do it. I'm I'm very disappointed. No, because I'm still I'm still pissed. <laughs> I actually won the money last year. Yay me. Uh, uh, yeah. Anyway, but guys, this has been a lot of fun. Um, we'll get to the next episode here coming around. Trying to, to get some things put together, but with everything with the pandemic and everything, it's really hard to to get together. But, John, I'm glad you were here with me for this one. We're used to seeing you through a phone, and it's kind of hard to do, but it's nice yeah. to interact and, and see you and, and be able to, to do this. I really like Typical heel style. I mean, he <laughs> he's got to do it. If there is a battle here, John definitely plays heel. I definitely pull babyface. That's the way it's going to be. That's the way it's always going to go. So, guys, this has been Talking Into Submission Podcast. Listen to us on Spotify and on Apple Podcast. We also put it out on all social medias. So just listen, please. I'm asking. As a babyface, please. John will tell you to go fuck yourselves, I'm sure, at being a heel. Yeah, I don't give a shit if you listen or not, but uh, <laughs> Jeff does, so uh, listen, please, so I don't have to hear his mouth. It's just awful. I mean, you just such a heel. I hate you. Don't tap out. See you guys next time. It's time to step between the ropes. Try not to tap out. This is the Talking Into Submission Podcast. This is awesome. this is awesome.